Hi everybody, this is Reza. This is Sandy. Welcome back to episode 51 of the Stone Cold Silver Podcast. It's good to be here. You're going to do that every week, aren't you? I don't is think that, I will. Is, have I done that every week? You, nah, not every week, but you did it before, I'll tell you that. I know uh, because I lis- I have to listen to these things when I edit up, edit everything at the beginning, so I know I've heard gotcha. that one before. I was going to say we need like a catchphrase, though, you know? Got to like pop the trunk like Jalen and Jacoby. Uh, yeah, that's true. I think it'll have to come naturally to us. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, we're, we're 50, 51 episodes in, and we don't have anything yet. So, fifty-one episodes in, we don't have any catchphrases yet. It's, I think we're 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 a little behind on that. That's fine. So we should we should work on it. So, so you had a uh, an interesting week. You had a first day at work, um, and then immediately after first business trip. So, why don't you tell us about that? Yeah. First started at FanDuel last Tuesday, and it was great. Everyone was really warm. It was a really cramped office because they've been growing so quickly. And it was – they had this countdown clock on the wall that showed when people – when they were going to be moving to the new office. And I think the the biggest sort of help for – uh, additional space will be just meeting rooms. It just doesn't seem like anyone ever has space to meet or to hold meetings. Yeah. Otherwise, everyone was really nice, and I'm really excited to start working there. Uh, quick two questions. Um, sure. Where is the office now, and where is, where is the new office going to be? Very related questions. The current office is in Union Square. Okay. And the new office will be on like 22nd or 23rd in Park. Okay, how far is that from you? Will you have to take the subway at that point? I I definitely have to take the subway. Right now, it's only one train that I have to take, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. The new place, I can either take the subway to the same stop and then just walk another eight blocks, or I transfer from uh, the four five, the green four five line to the green six line, and then it's just one more stop. Gotcha. So. I I think I would because my roommate works uh, on twenty third on Madison Square Park in my in Madison Square Park not Madison Square Garden but Madison Square Park yeah and it's next to that like pizza shaped building the Flatiron Building yeah yeah um and uh, I would just get off at the same stop so. okay so that could be cool yeah so people were taking me out to lunch uh, there was awesome. a lot of a lot of just uh, downloads that people had to give me just to so I could understand where pe- where we were with the product, uh, what we were testing and all that stuff. So it's really cool. I thought that I was a stats geek. I am definitely not a stats geek compared to these guys. Obviously, is what the product is based on, but just the passion that everyone has for sports is something that is awesome. Absolutely. And I'm I'm excited to join. Just a, such a smart group of guys and girls, which is such a smart group of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was Tuesday and Wednesday. Wednesday night, what was interesting was I needed to get a cab to the airport to Newark. And then I found out that these two guys were also going to the airport. And the one woman who was planning everything asked if I wanted to join them in the same uh, in the same car. Okay. And I said, sure, why not? And it turns out one of them's like a co-founder and another's like a really high up guy. So I, oh, so I definitely had to be on my best behavior. Yeah. And 
it was intense because I, I don't know. For me, part of it was just like I'm, I'm ready to just take the cab and sort of like be in my own element for a little bit, mm-hmm. and just go get on the plane and, and and show up. But you know, I was engaging with them the best I could because they were talking because they're obviously high level guys, and I'm the new guy, so I can tell that. I mean, they were super nice, super friendly, super warm talking to me, you know, trying to get to know me considering I started a day ago. But I was also quiet because I know that they had to talk about real stuff and I didn't want to just barge in every three seconds and ask them questions or try and be too funny or you know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Definitely just like trying to figure it all out. And I didn't know like, – I think I did the best that I could just to make sure that – just to ride that difference. I might have been a little bit more quiet, but you know, what am I supposed to do? Like I just didn't – I didn't want to get all up in them, you know? I hear you. That's fine, though. Yeah. You kind of got to feel like date. it's like day two. And... It's day two. It's yeah. day two, and, you know, I was doing the best that I could, mm-hmm. you know? And so we, we, we flew United out, and the board time was at night, I want to say seven, and then we were going to land, because it's a five-ish, it's a five or six-hour flight, and then... Maybe it's a yeah, it's a five six hour flight and there's a five hour time difference, I believe. So we were gonna get there super early in the morning, knowing that I was gonna land and go into a day full of meetings. I tried to sleep as much as I could. Right. But it's a plane, and from I just wasn't able to do that. Got that movies, man. Those movies. Well, no, I, yeah. I mean, there, there were definitely <laughs> movies, and I didn't, I didn't watch movies because I was doing. I was just thinking like, okay, so we ate before we got on the plane. Okay. And then what's funny was dinner service started like 15 minutes after we were in the air. And she goes, do you want chicken or pasta? And I go, oh, some pasta. And I was like, wait a second. I just ate yeah. like half an hour ago. So I had two dinners. I was trying to like get myself into a food coma to pass out. How, how was uh, the food? Food was decent. I mean, it's nothing crazy. Yeah. I heard the chicken was garbage. But you heard, wait, you heard what was garbage? I heard the chicken was garbage. I had uh, the pasta. I was afraid the chicken might be garbage. Yeah, so. that's, that's how I always feel. And I, I, the couple of times that I got the chicken, it's always worked out. And, and like, when well, I we had pasta, that really like, good, uh, when we flew down to Rio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was awesome. That food on the way down was banging. Was I forget awesome. what it was, but it was awesome. Yeah. And, and then when I, when I flew with Elena, we went, to, we went out to England. I got the pasta. The pasta was atrocious. I couldn't eat it. I was like, what the hell? Just miserable. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. No, it's all good. And so I tried to sleep, but it was like in and out, in and out. I probably only got about like two or three hours worth of sleep. I see. Landed cold. Uh, it was nice because uh, I, I shared a cab with one guy who was on his way home. And he goes, yeah, I'll drop you off at the hotel. Get to the hotel. It's like six o'clock. Hey, I'm checking in. Yeah, your room's definitely not ready. They're still sleeping. No, I get it. I get it. You know, no one's checking. No, normally you don't check in at six a.m. Yeah. So I just sat in the lobby, and checked like Reddit and fantasy, till about eight o'clock, eight thirty, okay. and then it's like uh, one of the bosses who flew down the night before was like, "Hey, glad to see that you made it." You know, he he was nice too. He said, "Do you want to come into my room and just like shower up real quick?" I go, uh, no, because I didn't want to like impose, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because like it's your, like you're my boss, it's your hotel room. I really appreciate, I super appreciated the offer. Because he didn't have to say anything. He goes, hey man, great to see that you made it. Right. But I, I was like, nah, it's all good. 
you know, I'm, I'm good to go. And I was, you know, I think it was like that adrenaline seeing everybody like we're about to be in all day meetings. I'm good to go. Mm-hmm. Walked over. It was nice because it was like literally like a f- less than five minute walk from the hotel to the office. Super awesome office, all glass, you know, like TVs with like sports on everywhere and all that jazz. Yeah. Got to start meeting some of the, like the uh, the original, like the OG crew. Like I met the designer who was the first designer to come in outside of the founders. Oh, wow. So like we're talking OG guys, super nice, super warm. Everyone's super excited. And this is the first time that you know everyone's starting to get to meet each other because there's people from New York, people from Edinburgh, people from Orlando. Like everyone's – it's like a meeting, you know, the, the big meeting of all the designers. So it was mad legit, you know, meeting everybody. Everyone's super smart. <laughs> Everyone is like incredibly talented. They they built an amazing product, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so I made it to about lunch and it's like, okay, food, you know, starting to uh, to meet more people and, and and doing my sense of like, okay, you know, I, I started a day ago getting my, you know, because people that are already have been working there for a long time are like clustered in groups. So it's sort of like your uh, your standard, I guess. Uh, I guess any any big meeting, right? Like I didn't want to just like barge into groups. I'm I'm starting to feel really tired, so I'm just like drinking coffees back to back. And you know, all good. We start making it into the. Uh, we go back for more meetings, and the sun sets so early out there in the winter time. Sun started setting. I want to say three thirty. Oof. Three thirty. It started to started to set and it's like okay sun's setting so it's starting to get dark the lights aren't super bright mm-hmm. uh there's 16 people in this room so everyone's a space heater and i'm just like i don't want to keep leaving the uh the room so it's like i'm like trying to fight the doze in the corner and i'm I, it was just too hard or some points where i like started like nod off you know it's just i'm i'm running on two hours sleep back to back and you know if i hopefully i get the chance to come back next time and just realize that it i have to plan it this one wasn't planned for me. Yeah. All the stuff was booked for me. And I think because it was last minute that this is all that was available. But I definitely need to fly in the day before and get us like, you know, get on normal time. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Fly in, get a full day outside, get that circadian rhythm down, all that jazz. It's, but, it's, it's so hard to do. Yeah, like – it was just not, but like the one of the guys that I flew in with, the co-founder, he was fine. It seemed, you know. I made a comment to him later. I was like, "Dude, you're Superman, dude." I don't know if he thought I was. I I hope he doesn't think I was brown nosing him because, you know, why do I think I need to brown nose this guy? But uh, like, well, at least it wasn't my intention to brown nose. I'm just like, "Yo, dude, like, you're mad legit for being able to do this." You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, because clearly I didn't have the ability to do it, and. First day, like so, then we all like bounce out of the, uh, the office at the end of the day. It's raining, obviously. Quickly go to the hotel to drop my bag off, and then we head off to dinner. And dinner was great because there was three tables of like eight people each, and I really got to have a conversation with a lot of those people and really get a sense of who they are. And everyone's so cool, you know. A lot of them are married, but they all have such really awesome backstories. Like one guy I was talking to, he said that. Right after university, he went – like he graduated, I think he said, on a Friday and on a Sunday. Yeah, right? Uh, graduated on a Friday and then he um, 
was flying to Bali right. on that Monday. Jesus. And it was just to do like NGO work because he was like a – he graduated with a degree in video production. Okay. And it was like just getting to hear like all the backstories of everyone, like what they did and what their passions are and just – humanizing these names that I've seen in like our chat rooms, like putting a face to a name is such a big deal. And I could have said no to the trip, but I thought, wait, why would I do that? If I'm going to be working with these people, I should definitely meet them. If this is the first major summit that they've ever held, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I definitely was stoked to be there, but as dinner went on and then everyone went out to a pub at the end, like I was sitting down and my eyes just closed on me, dude. There was nothing (laughs) that I could do. Like I felt my, you know, like when you, just way back when for our listeners when you had like those desktop machines and you, you your knee bumps that power button and the screen goes dark on you. That's what happened to me and I didn't realize the screen had gone dark on me until about five seconds in when I sh- like shook up and I was like, wait a minute, did I pass out? These guys are like, man, you are crashing hard. And I go, yeah, dude, it's 40, it's been 48 hours and I've slept two hours, yeah. you know? Yeah. I don't need too much, I don't need too much sleep but this has just been ridiculous that's brutal so i go to bed and i and then when i'm going when we get back to the hotel and we're in the elevator i'm with my two bosses and one guy goes dude set an alarm and i go i totally (laughs) will i go there's no way i'm not setting an alarm so i set an alarm and then uh for like i want to say seven o'clock Right, because a meeting started at nine thirty seven. Give me a chance to shower, go down, get some breakfast, keep it mad chill. You know what, what I mean? Like go outside, get that energy from the sun. Yeah, all that jazz. And I woke up at I want I want to say I woke up at like three, in uh, three a.m. Mm-hmm. Just ready to go. <laughs> and that's when the that's when the 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 the, uh, the Lions game, the Lions Packers game was going. So mm. I obviously checked fantasy. Yeah, I'm like, oh my god, you know, Megatron's not doing too well just yet, but he ended up catching that touchdown. He, and then I started because I started seeing like all these texts on my phone. I was like, yo, man, what's going on? And my friend was like, dude, go to bed. And I go, okay. <laughs> and I literally just went back to bed. And, you know, I checked to see that my alarm was up and all that. Like it wasn't. I was like, okay, like you know, you've only slept three hours. You have to sleep more because it's going to be a long and brutal day. Yeah. So I went back to bed and I don't know what happened, but the next thing I know, I wake up and it's ten thirty. <laughs> it's ten thirty. Oh. I should Oh God. And you know, like I woke up like my ass was on fire. I jumped out of bed so high my head almost hit the ceiling. Yeah. And I just like threw on clothes and I ran out of that hotel room. And I'm thinking to myself and I look at my phone, and it was like alarm like tap to tap to close or whatever and for some reason my alarm was on vibrate but my phone volume was on high so i was like are you kidding me right now i was up at three ready to go i should you telling me that i should have just stayed up for six hours like that just it just didn't seem like the right thing for me to do no definitely not you would have crashed so hard you you would have crashed harder than you did the day before i think if you stayed up at three right so i I felt like such a dick, dude. Like, like such a big turd on my face. And I walked into the uh, the meeting room, and they're all sitting there. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh, you got to be kidding me! Because not only am I late for this, right? The the head dude of the design group is there. They also called in this dude, this like really t- uh uh head like this guy, this super super uh famous dude. 
who wrote the book Lean UX, Applying Lean Principles to Improve User Experience. The man like changed my industry when he, after he published his book. His name is uh, Jeff Gotthelf. Okay. Um, and he was there and he was giving a talk and I really wanted to hear him speak and I missed basically all of it. And I just felt like such a dick, you know? I was like, this was obviously not my intention. I don't know what happened. This never happens to me. You know, I, I'm not late to things. I like to pride myself on always being there on time. And it just, ah, oh, so bad. And so I basically had to, like, when we were, like, when we had a breakout moment for a break, uh, for, to take a five-minute breather, I went to my boss and go, hey, man, I'm so sorry. He goes, no, man, don't worry about it. I go, no, man, like, because in my mind, I'm like, all right, I've let myself down. I let you down because you just hired me. Yeah. Like, I'm making you look bad. I was like, all this shit was like, you know, that was not my intention. I really, he goes, nah, don't sweat it. The only thing I'm disappointed in is that you didn't get to hear him speak. And I go, yeah, you know. It sucks. I really wanted to hear him speak. You know, yeah. like none of this. Like I don't want to miss any of this. I'm not treating this like a vacation at all. This is a work trip. I'm so excited to meet with everyone. I just want to be in these sessions with y'all. And it just it felt like such a. It was a nightmare. There's no other way to describe it. That, that, but at that point, I felt like I was in a nightmare. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, it doesn't get better, because it's around I want to say twelve fifteen. And then the the boss goes, hey, let's just all break for lunch. Let's be back by one. So I headed out with these two guys from Orlando who used to work for Tiburon, the game studio, got acquired by EA. And they've been working on Madden for like over 10 years. So I'm geeking out because I'm trying to get to know these guys. Like one guy's a 3D artist. Another guy's a lifelong artist. I'm like, dude, I love your game. I've been playing your game since Madden 2000. Like it's it's crazy how long I've been playing Madden. Like I, I told them I've had – I bought all the games. Yeah. And we were talking about like, oh, what did you think about this feature? What do we think about that feature? Oh, did you know that we wanted to make this feature at this point and not like two years later? But I was like geeking out, right? And then we find out as a check is coming, it's one o'clock. So are you fucking kidding me? Are we late? <laughs> Even though we went around the corner to sit down and grab some food. Like, are we late again? <laughs> so we go back into the office and I – and like. One guy goes to the bathroom. One guy starts to take his coat off, and I look in. Everyone's sitting around the table. I go, I walk back. I go, dude, I am not walking in there by myself. Yeah. There's no way. I'm walking in with you. Take your time. And then I walk in, and then the guy goes, all right, now we can get started. I go, oh my god, are you serious? Are you? Am I late twice now? Am uh. I late twice? And at one point, we were doing a breakout session where we split the groups up, and we were like doing some like you know, like just you know, group activities. And I was saying, like, you know, I really appreciated the way that my the two bosses that they interviewed me because it was like mad rigorous, right? And the guy goes, "Do they interview you about your time management skills?" Oh God, no! <laughs> oh, and everyone was like, "Oh my!" Everyone went world star hip hop on me. <laughs> everyone went world star hip hop on me. I was. I was like, hey, man, I earned it, you know? I was late in the morning. I was late after lunch. I'm not trying to hold up the day, you know? I, it's Why would I – it's not my intention, man. Like, this nightmare gets worse and worse. Yeah. And people are just digging in on me. But I, I earned it, you know? Like, if there's any way to get hazed, this is the way to get hazed. Mm-hmm. But in my mind, I'm like, am I going to get fired? Like, did I just, like – did I just shit the bed so bad that it's over? Like – in my mind, someone's going to come up to me and be like, yo, listen, like, it's not going to work out. We're going to have to let you go. And at that point, I would believe them. <laughs> I'd be like, you know what? You're right. You know, th- oh, it's like geez. taking the fight on short notice. 
You know, I said that once on this podcast. I'll say it again. I, it's like taking the fight on short notice. You, it just takes a certain kind of someone, man, to be able to take a, like a late night flight or an end of day flight after you've worked all day. First, like your second day, like mad adrenaline. You're trying to impress everybody. You're trying to make it seem like you know you're not a serial killer. And just I right, so like okay, I I woke up late and now I I'm late after lunch and then people are just like dogging me, dude. And the last thing we did was these things called personas, where we sort of let everyone in the room know like what our skills were. And at the end of it, we're doing what we like, what we didn't like. And then even my boss got a dig on me. He goes, you know, one of the positives of this summit was that uh, the new hire got to be here for a part of it. And it was just – everyone was like, oh, you did them dirty in front of everybody. I was like, hey, man, I earned it. And I went last and I go, I know I really appreciate meeting everybody. You guys have been really warm and, you know, like uh, inviting me in. But I'm disappointed in my ability to handle jet lag. And everyone was laughing. Yeah. But, like, that was, like, the worst. It's like stumbling out of the gates, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I felt like I was wearing a white suit, and then the doors opened, and I fell, and I fell into some fucking cow shit. You know what I mean? Like, I smell bad. My white suit's ruined. And I was, I was, I was hitting you up, yeah. right? And I was like, yeah. dude, you will not believe what happened. Like, it, I felt like a, like a shadow of myself. And then... It gets better because we were all going out to dinner. Or we were all going out to go bowling, right, as like a group event. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, guys, let me go to the bathroom real quick. And I go to the bathroom. Everyone's left. And I go, oh, we thought you were late again. I was like, I told you I was in the bathroom. Like the man can't – like I can't – like I – like literally it was, it was something out of a sitcom, you know, like the whole episode. Sandy is late. And it's like this is the first time they're ever meeting me. This is what they are now attributing like Sandy equals late. That's like, rough, man. Like I'm the new guy. I'm 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 the last guy that should be late. I should be the one that's early to everything. And so I went, and they were dogging on me because like, oh, we waited for you because we knew you were going to be late out of the bathroom. It's like I just went to go take a piss for thirty seconds and wash my hands, and I came back out. And then we're like, all right, you know, the, we the five of us took this uh, cab back to the hotel just so we could you know drop off our stuff because we didn't want to go bowling and then dinner and then all this stuff like with a huge like bag. Mm-hmm. And I go into my room, and then I uh, threw my bag down. I just wanted to see if I could check in on my flight. And I come back down, and they're already waiting in the cab. They go, dude, how are you late again? I go, oh, are, you, are you kidding me? Like, I could not have been more than five. So it's just like definitely – I can definitely attribute it to a changing culture, right? Like these people are always on time. People at Amex were always late. So I think I let that sort of – bleed into who I am a little bit. I see. Because in Amex, all the meetings start 10 to 15 minutes late. And it's not the right thing, you know? It's definitely not something to aspire to. But I should have just been better about it on my game. And I was just massively fucking disappointed in myself. Bowling was awesome. I won't, I won't lie to you. I bowled my first game. I think I bowled like a 119. Nice. And then I, and I actually got to bowl with that uh, that lean UX author that I brought up earlier, Jeff Gotthelf. And he's a he's an awesome bowler. The man bowls like he's angry at the pins. He's getting massive pin action. And uh, dude was super chill, super nice. 
really excited that you know I, I got to meet a guy who I have read his book and like if it just made sense that's to really me. cool yeah like dude your book makes sense I didn't want to like fanboy in front of him yeah. so I was like trying to keep it like mileage and we were just talking about bowling and like life and like you know all that stuff and he man's real busy he's traveling all around the world gives a lot of talks and all that stuff yeah so you know I just have, I definitely didn't want to like fanboy in front of him or whatever but we were all like bowling it and our lane the four of us guys we were all like within like 10 points of each other so it was mad intense. So the last game, uh, I th- yeah, I definitely took a photo. Let me pull it up real quick. Um, of course, I always get my touch ID wrong the f- or the, my touch pass the first time. And let me just pull up the photo real quick. Yeah, I bowled a 121. Okay. That's a PR, dude. Won't lie. That's a PR. One guy bowled 115. One guy bowled 111. But the winner took bowled a 147. The man just ended with strikes on strikes. And it was just like, gee, like it was just a lot of fun, you know. Yeah. And I get, like I didn't know how to interact with some of the other like old guys, the guys who were from Scotland, from Edinburgh, because it just seemed like they were just. I might have like burrowed deep into my mind at that point. It just seemed like they were really disappointed, or like pissed off or angry at me for being late and like holding up the, the uh, schedule for them, you know, because these I guys see. are busy. You know what I mean. Uh-huh. And so I just felt like, do I interact with them and try and make it better, or do I just give them space and just let them like let them feel what they feel? And I was just like, man, I was so in my head, you know. Yeah. It was it was not a pretty my my being inside my brain was not a pretty place to be. And God, I was just so fucking disappointed. So I mean, dinner was great. Uh, the holiday party was going on in, in Orlando, in New York. So we, uh, we we snapped a photo and it was just like us eating dinner and, and, and keeping it chill. And we went to a pub afterward and uh, I didn't drink at all this trip. I I was trying to decide if I wanted to like quote unquote fit in and drink. Mm-hmm. But I was like, oh man, the jet lag is so wild that if drinking already makes me tired already and I don't drink, I should definitely not exacerbate what has already been a, a major bad issue. Yeah. So – I, I, there was no time to see anything, obviously, because I was just in meetings all day. But we got to walk around at night, and I snapped some cool photos. I would love to go back and definitely like the day before or maybe the day after just like walk around the city because it's so beautiful and there's so much cool architecture that I really want to get a sense of the uh, of the town, you know? Yeah. So it's like, all right, now it's the day that we're leaving. And then my bo- one, of the, one of my bosses goes, I am not waiting for you in the morning. If you miss a flight, it's on you. <laughs> I go, no, I'm not missing this. He goes, we'll see about that. And so what I did was I set three alarms. I was testing my alarm at dinner. Like every 10 minutes, I set the alarm for like a minute in the future. Yeah, yeah. And it would go off. off. And then I went to – when I got back to my hotel, I put a – I programmed a dial – like a wake-up call. Okay. And so I had four alarms going. You know, I woke up at 5 o'clock in the morning. I went to bed around like 1 a.m. I went to bed at 5 a.m. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going back to bed. There's just no way I'm going back to bed. Mm-hmm. So my alarms are set to go off at 7 because we uh, – I'm sorry, at 6 because we were supposed to uh, meet up in the lobby by 7 because our flight was at 9. My okay. boss won – one of my bosses wanted to leave at 7. So I was like, yeah, I'll totally, be, I'll totally be down there at 7. And so I woke up at 5, like 4.50, 5 o'clock, and I just jumped out of bed and I went to the – I started brushing my teeth. I was like, it's game time, dude. You can sleep on the plane if you want to, but you're getting your ass on that plane. 
And so I was like doing like a British ne- or you know Scottish Netflix, um, just watching stuff that they clearly have the rights to. And they, yeah. and they had a lot of like brand not like brand new movies. You know that movie The Gift that just came out like, yes. like a couple months ago? They already had it on Netflix. Really? And I was like, damn. Maybe it's on HBO Go. I don't know. Maybe but smaller markets, a little a little bit cheaper. Maybe yes. I don't know. Yeah. And so I did that, and I was basically sitting downstairs. At like six forty-five, six thirty, six forty-five. It doesn't sound too crazy, but I guess for me it was like I'm going to be super early to everything. And then he showed up, and then we were gone on plane. It was fine. Yeah. Um, what was nice was I got to use uh, global entry for the first time, and it is the easiest thing because I saw so many people in line in customs as an American citizen to come back, and all I had to do was go to a kiosk, s- scan my barcode. Look at this camera that took a photo of me. Put my four fingerprints down, and I walked through, and I was it. You never have to interact with a human being at all. No, I just had to give somebody my ticket. Uh-oh. It just answering questions like, "Hey, did you come into contact with livestock?" It was basically like, "No, no, 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 no." Yeah. Next question. No, 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 no. Next question. I was out, and I was out of Newark in like twenty minutes. That's awesome. Did everybody else have that? Or no, just like you? the second we got off the plane, we were going our separate ways. Okay. Um, and. It was, yeah. So that was that was the first business trip, and I, you know, I was joking to my boss after dinner the second night, like, you know, there's no way you guys are ever gonna invite me to come back. He goes, dude, you're gonna be back whether you like it or not. So I'm definitely gonna redeem myself for the just the the, the bullshit that I put up, like the mass, the laid a massive goose egg in front of everybody. It's um, gonna, it's gonna be awesome when uh. <laughs> Like when you get your first promotion, and they're gonna have like a celebration for you, or maybe like your your birthday party, they're gonna give you like an alarm clock for your for the for a gift. I know it. Yeah, people God. were talking about it. People were like, dude, you there, we, there's got to be a FanDuel alarm clock somewhere. <laughs> and and so uh, they actually gave me these stickers, these like clear stickers that you can put on stuff. Uh-huh. And I was gonna put it on my alarm clock and snap a photo of it, but because it's clear, there's like no clean place to put it. So I'm thinking about I was I was literally gonna snap it and then put that in my uh like in the group chat on Monday morning. Yeah. I know they're they're probably gonna call it out at the comp there's a massive company call where everyone in the company's on uh on the line. Yeah. And I know that they're he's I'm gonna bring up the fact that all the designers got together and I know they're gonna get a dig on me. And it's gonna be well deserved because like I'm not shying away from it, you know, they were hazing me so bad. Yeah, like, yeah. like, and you know what? I earned 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 the sort of distinction of being hazed or or needing to be hazed. You know, I definitely made their lives a lot easier. And it's uh, you know, if any of them are listening, I did tell them about the podcast. Oh, okay. Uh, we they're like draw a robot out yourself, write your name, write what you're listening to, uh, write a fun fact about yourself. And so I said, you know, my name is Sandy Zoo. Uh, what I'm listening to right now is that J. Cole, Kendrick Lamar mashup, uh, mm-hmm. Black Friday, you know, and all that stuff. And some people are like, oh, yeah, that's, that's mad legit. Everyone, like, nobody that presented, presented the same artist. Like, everyone was listening to some mad, awesome, like, diverse stuff. And, uh, my fun fact was I'm a podcaster. You know, I've been doing it for a little bit over a year now. And it was crazy that a lot of people were interested in hearing what I had. I was like, Two guys in their 20s bullshitting, you know, yeah. about being in their 20s. And 
I told him, you know, go find us on iTunes and YouTube, Stone Cold Sober Podcast. And they're like, one guy actually had a really awesome comment. He goes, is it because you guys are being so crazy in what you're saying, but you're actually sober when you're bringing this <laughs> stuff up? I go, I really like that more than what, you know, what we said. We just do it because we don't drink. Yeah. But, uh, you know, that's we're, we, we should use that moving forward. We should definitely <laughs> use that one. Um, because I mean, we're not that crazy. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah, I'm still using it. I'm still using figure, it. Yeah, I got to start figuring out some crazy stuff to say. Yeah, right. Uh, don't get fired, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Don't get fired. But uh, but it was an awesome trip. I was really excited to meet everybody. Everyone's mad cool. And uh, besides me with a massive hiccup, I think <laughs> I hopefully they like me. I'm I'm like you said, and what resonates really strongly in me now is I'm gonna have to prove myself more so to let them know that this is an aberration. I didn't mean to be disrespectful. I'm not late by nature, and I'm going to work super hard to prove to everyone that you know I belong at the same table as these guys. Yeah, that's what I'm excited to. That's what I'm excited to prove to them. I mean, that sounds good. It, that's a, it's always it, that's definitely a rough way to start off uh, a new job, but the good thing is that they were in good spirits about it. You know, like. It just seemed like they were just giving you shit, not not like you know, hey, why are you late? You know. Yeah, and I and I and it's definitely indicative of their culture. It's a great culture, and you know, it's a tech company, a lot of guys, um, and it's different than Amex because at Amex, it's mostly women. I think like in the global headquarters, I think it's like fifty five percent, fifty six percent women. So there's just, I mean, there's not, it's like there's no guys at American Express, but there's just, it's a lot more of a female dominated demographic. Mm-hmm. And so the culture is different inherently when you've got a group of guys, you know? Right. Uh, I mean, there, there were obviously women at FanDuel in our meeting, but it was just like the, uh, it's obviously the, the majority has now swung back to men or males and just the way that they're ragging on me. It's like, okay, I'm, I'm getting a good sense of what the culture is like. So I know how I should react yeah, or act rather. It was, uh, it was quite the eye opener. Um, but what was great was one of my bosses was super supportive throughout the entire thing. Like he did, he was a guy who added it in a little zinger at the end, but you know, he, uh, he said that you know we're going to be doing a lot of good work together. I'm really excited that you're here. He did say something that like you know you were the first co- like quote unquote his words competent person that I interviewed in four months. Oh wow! So like when he said that, it made me feel real nice inside. And then I'm late. <laughs> like it's this is some sitcom bullshit that I somehow woke up in. You know, like sometimes when I wake up. Like my eyes aren't – you know like when I tell you like when we, when we play that uh, like my eyes don't necessarily uh, adjust real quick and I'm like, where am I? Oh my god. But uh, for me, I thought when I saw 10, I was like, there's no way. That's like, got to say 722. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And then I blinked real hard and I like closed the phone and closed out. I was like 1022. I was like, yep, fuck me, right? So. I think we all know that feeling. Yeah, my uh, one of my bosses said that the first time he came to Edinburgh, the office, nobody knew that he was supposed to be there. So he he said he woke up late, but because nobody knew he was supposed to be there, whenever he showed up was on time. 
you know? <laughs> and I go, no, no, no. It's like, it's like I, I totally understand what you're saying, but all y'all knew when I was supposed to be there. All y'all knew. Yeah. And it, I just, I, I messed up. I just messed up real bad. That's you got. You got to put that on me. You got to put that on me. Yeah, yeah, that'll be fine though. Yeah, people are like, you, you, you're gonna work on your uh, your time management skills from here on out, right? And I go, there's nowhere to go but up with you guys. There's nowhere to go but up. So, so that, that, that that's what I got for you. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Uh, so so my update again is very similar to last week. I've just been I've just been grinding hard with 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 work. Um, we um so as you know my my advisor is leaving um in january and uh along with him about half the lab is going with him or else um moving on to something different you know getting a starting a new job or something because not everybody in my lab is a student some people are postdocs and they're a little more flexible in terms of when they can leave provided they can find a job so um I've been working on a few projects. I need to get my proposal done. That's a kind of, kind of the major thing that I really want to get done. It's not even going to happen before he leaves, but like right around the time when he leaves, maybe within a month or so when, uh, of when he leaves, I want to get that done. But before I do that, I need to focus on a couple of projects, um, one of which is nearly done. I talked to you a little bit about uh, talked to you a little about it before we talked uh, before before the podcast, but. Um, just for our listeners, I'm basically working on this, pr- this project. Um, we, it was a former lab student or PhD student in my lab and he, it was his, it was his PhD work actually from two years ago. So it's quite a while. I'm, I'm not sure why it's been so delayed in terms of, uh, in, in their attempt to getting it published, but there's, um, uh, uh, the, re- one of the reviewers, like you, you submit, you, when you submit a paper for publication, right, you turn it in, you, um, like you, you, you go back and forth with your, with your advisor, you make lots of edits and whatnot. So you, after like, say 20 rounds of edits, you submit it to this journal and the journal will, um, reach out to maybe four people that are supposed to be experts in this particular field. And they'll ask them to help them review it. So not in terms of like grammar and sentence structure and stuff like that, but actually in terms of science, like, is it good science? Is it bad science? Um, are there things that you would have done differently? And basically each review will compile a, um, a summary of their review and um, turn in a, in a sense, recommendation to the editors uh, at that journal and gotcha. state whether or not they feel that the paper is worthy of publication in this particular journal. And that's also a consideration that reviewers will, will take um, because different journals have different standards. So, um, a journal like nature or science, they tend to have like really there, it's called an impact factor. They tend to accept like, you know, super quality science. Like this is kind of like brand breaking type of stuff. Whereas other journals, um, and they might not accept things that are like, um, um, like confirmation or, or yeah, like basically confirmation of somebody else's work. Right. Um, so we turned in this, or my, um, my, my my former lab member um what, what do you call him? former colleague basically yeah. <laughs> um, and uh and our advisors they they turned in this paper and the one of the reviewers um asked for them to run a different experiment basically um and the problem is that it's been two years since this guy's been in the lab he doesn't work with us anymore i don't even know if he has accounts on our systems anymore 
So he was unable to do that, and so they asked me to help them with his with his project, see if I can get the the program running, um, run the other the other experiments, and report the results. And that has turned into be quite the ordeal, like just trying to get that working. So I've been grinding pretty hard, like day and night, on this project for the last like month now, actually. Um, but I've gotten it almost completely done at this point, uh, which is great. But um, you know, kind of on the home stretch, but it's due back by Wednesday. So I'm hoping to finish it up, you know, this weekend. Maybe. Yeah, I guess that's today. Um, I actually finished. I was able to get everything working. So it's been like there's uh, the program. The program is like a series of programs. There are many, many steps. There's one major step, like the, 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 like the main algorithm, the main program that we run. But then for validation, confirmation, results, gathering results, we have to run a series of other scripts, other programs. And I'm trying to run exactly the same methods that the, uh, the, the foreign PhD student ran. And that is the hard part. It's like detective work. I'm like going in, I'm trying to look at his log files. I'm looking at the databases, when they were built, what versions of the programs that he was running, looking through the scripts and seeing what's different between what versions I might have. Um, so it's less of me actually doing new science and more of me like um, trying to perform some like investigative like, you know, analysis. So it's been it's been very tedious. And there are a couple points where I thought that I was kind of just I hit a roadblock and there's nothing more I could do. But I've been able to like get through. Um, so I'm really looking forward to finishing this up. Um, and then at that point, I can hopefully just focus on the, uh, the, the, the PhD proposal. Yeah, no doubt. Um, no I doubt. Met, I met with my advisor on Monday or no, Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday, I think Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday. And we talked about the different sections that I'd be writing for my proposal, which I think I talked about last week on the, on the, uh, the podcast. I said mm -hmm. I had to work on that. And he really liked what I had. He said it was you know great. He had some suggestions, some ideas, but for the most part, he thought I was definitely on the right track, which is great awesome. to hear. Um, and then uh, this um, this weekend um, we had a lab party. Uh, so yesterday it was a lab party. So every like six months or so, my advisor likes to get people from our lab, and uh, not just in our lab now, but former students as well. He invites us all to his house, and uh, it's kind of like potluck style, like you know, you just oh, that's bring, nice. Bring whatever. Yeah, tons of different cultures and stuff. So you know, there's lots of like Indian food and, and Chinese food. Uh, oh, sick. I just, love that. Yeah. A nice combination of different foods. Um, and it's great. It's like, it's awesome every single time. Uh, sometimes conversations tend to, to stick on science a lot, but this time was pretty cool. Uh, well, I, I th I'm not, a, I'm not one to like talk too much about work and science outside of my lab. I'm not, I don't, I don't know. I like to, like when I get out, I tend to just like to focus on the randomness of life, maybe like just random topics, you know? So, yeah, what um, was the, what was the topic? Well, the topic was mostly like driving in other countries, like how, how, Oh, sick. Yeah. Cause I was talking, so we have a few students from India, right? And oh my God, one of them was, we were, we were talking about, Oh, it came up because, um, my, my advisor and some people, some other students are leaving. Right. And they have to drive. They're going to take like a caravan, basically, or a convoy. They're going to, they're all going to drive down in different cars together, though, um, to St. Louis, which is about a thirteen or fourteen hour drive with not including stops and all, right? Mm -hmm. And and um, someone was saying how he hates driving, right? Like he doesn't like driving. And then one of the one of the guys from India was saying how uh, he would he probably wouldn't fare so well in India. Like it's it's a completely different thing. So we were talking about like, 
um, like bribes, like when you get pulled over, because I was telling them about uh, when you're in Ghana, right? When you drive in Ghana, if you get pulled over, you, you're you unlikely to get a ticket. You, it's, what's really going to happen is you're going to have to bribe the cop. And like, I'm not saying bribe like it's a super sneaky thing. No, they might just... tell you that just give me five bucks and I'll let you go. Give me 10 bucks and I'll let you yeah. go, something like that. Um, what, what this guy was saying was in India, it's like a negotiation and they're unlikely to let you go for such a sh- small amount of money. But the amount of money that they want is probably less than what a ticket would be. And the reason why they, why this is done is because the the um, the salary for police officers is just too low. So this is like a supplement for their income. Yeah. So they could, you know, feed their families, keep the lights on, keep a, sh- you know, a roof over their heads. And I don't want to say that's, you know, I don't want to say, I don't want to justify it with that reason, but I'm just no, saying but that's, it's, that's it's kind the, of how it goes. Yeah. yeah. It's the, I guess, the, uh, it's just a state of the, state of the union really for them yeah um so that that's kind of where we were talking then we started talking about cars for a bit um you know a, a lot of us in in my lab i think there are or not my lab but in, in the like the office building i think there are a lot of people that drive stick shifts and we were talking about that for a little bit um and then my advisor was telling us about when he was in grad school things like that just I was there. I got there late, but it's because I was um, I was working on this project, and I really wanted to get this email out, get like another checkpoint. So I was, you know, I was I could have left on time, but I didn't. Um, I got there like an hour late, maybe. Started at five, was supposed to go till eight. I got there at six. Not everyone was there yet, and then uh, I hung out there till like eight fifteen or so, then headed back home. But it was a really good time. Um, awesome. Yeah, it's, it's actually the first one that we've had in like a year and a half. Like, we've, for whatever reason, um, something's always come up over the last several months. So he hasn't been able to have a lab party. Um, I would, he didn't have one this summer, but um, if even if they did, I would have missed it because I was in Seattle. We didn't have one last winter. So yeah, the last one before that was in summer of uh, yeah. 2014. No, yeah, yeah, summer 2014. Gotcha. Um, so, I mean, that's it. Um, nothing nothing major uh nothing major going on i think for me otherwise i, I haven't been able to hit the gym very much because i just keep working i'm always grinding yeah. at work and I, and you know when it comes when i'm when i'm finally leaving lab it's too late i just i need to eat dinner need to get home like eight yeah. o'clock i haven't worked out since mon uh since tuesday so I'm gonna be uh, working out later today just because of like traveling and all that stuff i didn't i brought workout clothes but i just wasn't capable yeah. or had time or in the mood yeah um what are you uh what are you watching playing so not playing anything um right although i did catch up on walking dead this week when i was at work i just threw on an episode or two you know over the course of the week just threw them on the background and um and i and i watched the literally all eight episodes of this first half of the season and what do you think you, you've seen them all right yes sir spoiler alert yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm spoiler alert, but I'm not gonna try to ruin anything. The the characters just uh, piss me off. Like the the writing is very questionable because they try to like pin their characters into corners a lot of times, but the, they don't do it very well. Yeah, it's so, unnecessary and it's it, it done inelegantly. Yeah, like the the um so the very the very last episode, right? I'm not gonna try to ruin this too much for people, but basically one guy takes someone hostage by having a knife to her neck right two people bust in and have guns pointed at this guy and he says put the guns down 
or else I'm going to slash your throat. And I'm like, they both have guns. They're going to they're gonna kill you before you can react. Like, you're not going to hear it and all of a sudden stab her and then die. But you're here's the thing, die. though. Here's the thing. In, in the Walking Dead universe, yeah. everyone's got the aimbot sheet on <laughs> for walkers. Yeah, yeah. But for actual people, unless you're Rick busting out a Terminus where he, like, pulled off the ace, mm-hmm. uh, where he knifed the one guy and pulled out the AK, like... Uh, it's 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 fifty fifty. It's like the way yeah. they treated it in Sons of Anarchy, where they would have two gangs on opposite sides of a street, with bikes in the middle, so no one can hide behind anything, and they're just unloading thousands of rounds. And at the end of the sh- at the end of the scene, one guy got hit in the arm. It's like <laughs> plot armor has been turned on so hard. I was I was texting uh, Will, my old roommate, about this because. I was saying it's like it's like an it, it so let's give all the characters stats right each character has yeah. a stat so like a Madden character would have stats and there's a separate stat for aim for accuracy against walkers and accuracy against humans the Walking Dead crew like the main crew that we've been following since day one they all like you said have they have that ninety nine accuracy oh it's ninety nine yeah but against other humans it's like a fifty. Oh, it's it oh, it's iffy at best, dude. So like, and then you want to talk about headshot accuracy? Like, if you're gonna bring in that Fallout Four VAT system where you target different parts of the body based on percentages, yeah. don't even don't even think about it. Just don't do it. You're gonna hurt somebody. They both had this guy lined up right in their sights, and they're right. They probably would. This guy was standing still. It's not like he was jumping back and forth. He didn't have his head hidden behind the woman. He had his head completely exposed and just had his knife there, right? And and uh, if they were to shoot, they probably would have hit like the, the like it would have been like it would have been like Pulp Fiction. Like it it would have gone through his head, but the bullet hole is just behind his head. Somehow it just didn't hit him. Yeah, like the second she squeezes the trigger in that scene, he would have sneezed, and it would have given him a haircut. Like that's that's all it would have done. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, so because when I saw that exact same scene, I go, wait, why don't they just? Oh, right, wrong universe. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. Speaking of which, I also watched Taken 3 yesterday. I f- totally forgot that. It was on HBO Go, right? How is Taken 3? Oh, it's awful. It's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. I'm so <laughs> mad that I watched it. I, <laughs> you, there, was a, there was a question on, on Reddit the other day, right? It's like, moviegoers of Reddit, have you ever disliked the movie so much that you walked out? Like, have you gone to a movie theater and been like, this is so bad, I have to leave, right? And for most people, the answer is no. Like, if you, you put the money in or you're like kind of committed... Even if the story is so bad, you just kind of watch it anyway just to f- see what happens. But it's not even really worth to. It's not really worth seeing the conclusion of the story because the story doesn't make any sense. Like it's very, very convoluted. It's hard to believe that the scenario would have occurred in the first place. And similar to the, f- the first two movies, right? And so, spoiler alert for all Taken movies, right? Like, ha- which of the Taken movies have you seen, if any? One and two. One and two. All right. So I'll just relate to one and two. In the first movie, right, he goes to Paris, right? Taken One's a cold classic, right? Taken One's a great movie. I love it, even though like it has its issues. It's a great movie. But here's one of the, the main issues with Taken One. This man flies out to Paris, starts shooting up a storm. He starts killing all these people, right? He gets in trouble with like this inspector, the police inspector, who is a former friend of his, right? Shoots his wife in the arm. That police inspector's wife, he shoots her. And... After all said and done, he ends up rescuing his daughter. He's able to leave. Like, he doesn't face any, any. there's no repercussions for what he's done. He's an American who goes, who flies over to France, starts shooting up, like, you know, kills like 100 people. 
and is able to leave just like that. He had then, global entry. Yeah, oh, global entry. <laughs> <laughs> so what I was thinking was, all right, so he must have snuck out the country somehow. I could never go back to France, right? Nah, so then, man, that man flew business class <laughs> on the way back to LAX, <laughs> like a boss. Then, then taken two goes to Istanbul, right? Goes to Istanbul, starts shooting up a whole bunch of people, running on rooftops. Yeah, running on rooftops. I remember watching this movie at, um, at my in my old apartment. Lena was asleep, and I was watching the movie. I think I was like fasting at the time. I was killing time before I had to like eat, right? And starts shooting up all these people. Starts getting chased by the cops. His daughter, who doesn't even have her, her driver's license, has to drive stick and drive through this entire city. How about how about the time when he asked her to throw grenades? Yeah, right. Just to see where she was. Like you're gonna be. <laughs> You're in Istanbul right. with all the stuff that's going on in the world, and you're just gonna let a white girl just start tossing grenades. Just toss grenades around, yeah. Just just toss that grenade out. Let me try and get my position oh, real quick. Love, love it. Oh. so, so, <laughs> then, then they, you know, they're shooting up all these people in in, in Istanbul, and then when all said and done, they, you know, they finish their their, you know, everyone's rescued. And they're allowed to fly back home, no problems. Even though they were chased by all these cops, like the the U.S. embassy would not have been cool with that. The U.S. embassy would have been like, "You guys are on your own, man. Like, I'm sorry, we're not we're not like protecting you. You yeah, can't right? just go around." Like the the way they made it seem was like you any deranged murderer can go out to another country as long as you're a citizen of the U.S. You can like kill fifty people, go to the embassy, and the embassy is going to protect you. Like, all right, you can go back home now. All all's fine, right? You know the rules. So, Taken three without without spoiling anything for you, Sandy. Taken three has the same damn problems, except the story is a million times worse. And the worst part about the movie this is hundred percent spoiler free right here. The worst part about the movie is all of the action sequences are are like shot with the super shaky cam, except there's like a million shaky cams. Uh, like Jesus. every second of action is a different is a different uh, angle, and it's very shaky. So like you have you have one angle, right? Like you, you, like you have Liam Neeson running through the street, right? You have him crossing the road of just some random street. And that should take like, what, five seconds for him to run from one side of the street to the other side of the street if he's jogging. They'll, they'll shoot that with like 10 different cameras. And I'm like, why? I don't, I don't understand. It's just very confusing. It's, you can't, the amount of time that you have on each second or each like, frame that's taken with these cameras like it's so short that you can't process exactly what's going on um they have one point which where like they're climbing over a fence and it's taken with like five different cameras and it takes them like like he's just like going over the top of the fence not from the point where he starts climbing the fence it's just him going over the top and there's like three to five cameras i'm like i don't understand this is just, these are things that i don't really pick up on movies and when i'm starting to pick up on how poor the editing is and how poor the directing is it's just really weird to like to not just point out the problems with the story, but see those issues. It just makes it almost unwatchable. So I'm literally watching the movie. I'm like, I don't know why I'm wasting my time with this. I still want to see what happens in the end, you know, because I'm committed to the series, I guess. Yeah, you've gone sense. too far. Even though I've, I saw two and I thought two was awful, I just, I sat through. And when I got to the end, I was like, you know what? That really wasn't worth it. I mean, it was free. It was on HBO Go. It's not like I paid for it or anything like that. But, I, you know, in a sense, I didn't pay for it. But We appreciate your donation every month. Ah, uh, ah, uh, so bad, so so bad. Jesus, it's got like a six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So, like, I went in with super low expectations, and it was even worse than that. Wow. Yeah. 
Unreal. That's quite the uh, the dressing down. It's a 9%. 9% out of 97 reviews. 9%. Not bad. 45% of users liked it. 45% are dummies. Yeah. you just We're just not friends with that 45%. Yeah. Can't yeah. be friends with that 45%. Oh, man. So... So yeah, that let was... me tell you. Let me tell you what I binged my way through. Start on the plane ride back, Mister Robot, that USA show. Yeah. Um. It's uh. Let's see. I want kind of want to give people just a really quick the premise, right? Uh, I'm reading this off Wikipedia. The series follows Elliot Alderson, the the guy who plays him is a uh, Rami Rami Malik Rami yeah. Rami Rami. R A M I Rami Malik. He played one of the kids in uh, Until Dawn, and he was Snafu. In, he was uh, Snafu in the in Pacific. Pacific, yeah. Yeah, he follows that guy, a young man living in New York City who works at the cyber who, who works at a cybersecurity company called Allsafe as a security engineer, constantly struggling with social anxiety disorder and clinical depression. Elliot's thought process seems heavily influenced by paranoia and delusion. He connects to people by hacking them which often leads him to act as a cyber vigilante. He is then recruited by a mysterious insurrectionary anarchist known as, quote, Mr. Robot, and joins his team of hacktivists known as F Society. Um, and then one of their, I guess the season one premise is to cancel all debts by taking down one of the largest corporations in the world known as e which also happens to be Allsafe's biggest client. What's crazy is it's super dark. And I didn't think that the USA Network could go that dark. The The tone yeah. of this show is very FX-y. You know, FX will always go dark. I mean, they started with The Shield yeah. and then Nip Tuck. Uh, I forgot about The Shield. Yeah, that was theirs, wasn't dude, it? Dude, The Shield has had some epically dark moments that changed TV forever. Didn't The Shield go over to Spike eventually? Like, did it get sold to Spike? I think it did. Or, okay. or maybe Spike did the syndication. Okay. Yeah, and then I know there was I the one show the show that I got on FX on was uh, Rescue Me, and that was a very dark show. Yeah, that was dark as well. Uh, they, I mean, it's always sunny is dark in a comedic yeah. kind of way. Yeah, for sure. But you'll have shows like American Horror Story, like the stuff that they show on quote unquote cable is mm-hmm. unreal. All that stuff to me is like premium cable. Um, they drop a lot of f bombs in this show. I think there a lot of them are just bleeped out, but the fact that they're even sh- like allowing them to say it, it's like you know, you know, infamously, Breaking Bad was allowed one f bomb to go unedited yeah. per season. In this show, they've dropped about ten of them in the first season, and most of them are bleeped out. But then they like literally say the word. I don't. I didn't know that you could say the word dick on TV. <laughs> But they show that. Like, it's really crazy. They borrow some influence from uh, House of Cards. Um, and it's shot beautifully. Really awesome, like, digital techno music that seems Tron esque. Mm-hmm. They do this really cool thing where they play a lot of classical music through, like, just electronic, like, MIDI uh, style instruments. And then they'll transition to actual like orchestral instruments. I- I'm telling you, man, there's like nine or ten episodes in season one. I hope it gets picked up for season two. I- this is definitely a show that I'm going to be watching without missing week on week. The only show right now that I do that is The Walking Dead, which is now mid-season finale. But no other show is out there 
that I watch when it comes on in real time. So I, I give this show 10 stars out of 10 stars. I, I'm wow. making it up right now. Wow. You know. I mean, that's I, big, though. I'm, I'm giving it a, a, low t- a low 10, high 9. Like, it's super awesome. And I'm not going to tell you, like, the uh, one of the, the crazy pivots in the show at the end, but it's, it's amazing. Some of the green screen work that they did was a little was a little garbage, but green screen is like notoriously tough because you have to match the lighting and the depth is never the same, you know. Mm-hmm. So, because you're faking it in the green screen, and then you've got to match it in post production. It's just it's not easy, but the show is awesome. I see. Yeah, I've, I've been meaning to check it out. I saw a lot of really good reviews on Reddit, and I saw that it had great reviews just online in general. Um, so I'll, I'll definitely have to check it out. Oh, I'm, I'm reading this right now. It goes, this series was, it takes place in New York. Uh, most of it, it was fun. A lot of it's filmed in Coney Island. As the production crew was unable to shut down Times Square for filming, the scenes at Times Square in the finale were shot late at night, just before the 4th of July holiday weekend to catch the area at its emptiest. Wow. So that's kind of cool. Um, definitely check it out. Uh, I, w- the last sort of quote unquote tech show that I watched was halt and catch fire, uh, about the beginning of the PC market. Yeah. And that is an incredible show as well. So, uh, I think right now I'm, I'm finishing up the office. I'm like episode 15 on season nine. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You have shot ahead of Lena. She's, on, yeah. she's slowed down significantly due to yeah. family issues and. She's only on like season. She's near the end of season seven, I think. Right. Once I finish that, I'm going to try to check out the Amazon series, uh, "The Man in the High Castle." Yeah, I really want to watch that one. Um, yeah. I heard that they got into a lot of trouble with with the um, their advertising on New York sub- subways. I imagine it's kind of. Um, it doesn't really matter. Like, there's like they always say, there's no such thing as bad press, right? Because by it causing controversy, more people heard about it than they otherwise would have, right? Yeah. So it's uh, – I know that Amazon has got a ton of new sh- great shows. I know that the one show was uh, the one uh, with the actor who played Ari Gold. Um, oh, yeah, Jeremy, Jeremy Piven. Jeremy Love Piven. Him. What's Love that him. show that he, uh, he did where he is the – he's like a store owner in like turn-of-the-century London. Um, I don't know it. I'm trying to look it up quickly. I did hear about it, but I haven't yeah, seen it. Yeah, I watched yet. the first season of that. It was awesome. It's actually on Netflix out in uh, out in Scotland, but I know that Amazon uh, Prime has it, so I'm definitely going to check that out again. Mister Selfridge, is, does he have does he have a a, a British accent? No, and he's an American. Oh, he's American. Okay, okay, yeah. I like that. I like when they don't have to like. I like when when you don't have to force a fake accent because at times you'll catch them screwing up the accent. Yeah, and then Americans can't do the it. accent. Well, Brits can do American accents perfectly. Yeah. Hugh Laurie. Oh my god, I, I guess it's just that their uh, uh, ability to control the English language is a lot better than ours. Yeah, maybe. Um, what are you listening to? I'm not. Uh, so I've been kind of just playing back my same old like you know light songs from Spotify, but I just saw that Kid Cudi had a new CD, and I want to check it out. I yeah. think you're probably done with Kid Cudi. You and I felt the same way. We actually talked about him like I don't know. 10 weeks ago maybe on the podcast where we kind of don't we kind of both agree that his last like two maybe three cds or collaborations with with different people have kind of just been 
super mad. Like they're, it's really weird. It's not like he's he's not, it's it's not very lyrical, very instrumental. I know like he has a specific tone that he's looking to set with his albums, but I don't find them very well. And I mean that's fine. I don't know how much of his CDs are like inspired by various drugs and whatnot. But I, I know people are all about it and, and I'm just kinda like I don't I don't know what like it seems like you either love it or you hate it. There's no in between. Right. Um I haven't really liked anything that he's put out since Man on the Moon two, his second C D. Yeah, it's I'm I'm done with it, man. Yeah. So I'm gonna check it out. It's called Speed and Bullet to, to Speed and Bullet to Heaven two being the number two. It's on Spotify, literally just came out, I guess on Tuesday. It's a two C D. Uh two disc album total of 26 tracks wow yeah 18 on the first and eight on the second disc wow that's a monster mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um what it i'm listening like... to oh sorry go ahead sorry no i just noticed that it looks like um i think the whole second second disc might just be like it says like a rehearsal demo 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 so that uh, looks like they just kind of might be like behind the scenes type of stuff demos or he's giving them like the bass tracks he's pointing out the bass tracks for people yeah but i'm not sure if there's an overlap between the songs that are on the first disc like these might be just i don't know what these are i don't think any of these are on the first disc so it's something different anyway sorry but yeah go ahead what are you listening to i'm listening to uh so the it got leaked that j cole and kendrick lamar are doing a collaboration project that should be dropping in february yeah and i think it was like somebody's cousin uh either k dots or j cole's cousin uh she was on the track and she accidentally posted it on instagram and had to get and they pulled it but it was too late everyone found out about it um so on i think yeah november 27th so about a week a week ish ago j cole rapped over kendrick lamar's all right for his version yeah and then kendrick lamar rapped over i think it's a tale of two cities Oh uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I can't remember the song, but yeah. Um, which is my, one of my favorite J Cole albums, uh, uh, songs on the yeah. newest uh, Force Hills, yeah, yeah. Drive album, and uh, it's just fire, dude. I, J Cole hasn't rapped that hard since Tale of Two Cities, and K Dot doesn't even have a hook. It, he just rhymes straight through, and it's it's gonna be an I. If this is any indication of what the album will look like as a whole. It'll be a lot better than Future and Drake's. Uh, what what did they do? What was it called? Uh, you know what I mean. I know what you're talking about. I don't even remember it. I never listened to the whole thing. I, it, it's it's okay. I'm not it's, a big it, Future fan, so that's kind of the problem. It, I don't like I'm to each his own, but I'm not a big fan of that style. That's that's the problem for me. Gotcha. That's that style of rap. Um, yeah, it's. I liked it, but it was definitely like Drake was definitely a lot stronger. Mm-hmm. I'm also excited for Drake's new album, Views from the Six, to be dropping in the new year. Yeah. Um, and Kanye West's album should be dropping somewhere around that time. So it's going to be a big uh, qu- uh, quarter for music. Yeah. Um, and you said you're not playing anything, but I am playing Rocket League. I finished right. Rise of the Tomb Raider, um, one of the greatest uh, – Xbox One games that is available out right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I On didn't forty bucks at Target this week, I think. Yeah, I didn't hundred uh, percent it. I still have about two or three achievements left, but it requires me to play the entire thing over again, and I'm just not going to do it. Yeah, 
I'm just not going to do it. Um, it's, uh, yeah, so um, yeah, Rocket League, and then I'm going to move on to The Last of Us. Okay. And I think that's good. it. I think that's it for me. Yeah, yeah, same for me. We're, yeah, we're long this week, so we'll cut it off here, I guess. Awesome. All right. Well, I'm Reza. I'm Sandy. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week.